Hello people, welcome to episode 20 of the When in Yorkshire podcast. I hope everyone is doing very, very well. Before I get on to this week's episode and some more information on that, I wanted to give a mention to the work of a previous guest and a Yorkshire-based company, Audio Architect Apparel. Now, back in episode four, I had a chat with Dave Swallow, the creator, curator of this company. Um, I got an insight into his work as a sound engineer and how all this company came to be. Um, Since then, we've stayed in touch. And it's a company that not only has great designs, in, in my opinion, but the materials for the garments are also ethically sourced. And I felt it deserves a mention. So, yeah, please go and check them out. It's sound designs from a truly unique voice. Audio Architect Apparel is intelligent fashion for people who make waves. Amplify your image, Audio Architect Apparel. Um, You can also visit the web store and view all of their garments. And then when you make a purchase, use When in Yorkshire 10, which is all one word and the digits one zero, and you get 10% off. One absolute delight. So, this episode features the finest dressed guest I have had to date. He is somewhat of a musical hero to me, so I was genuinely massively excited to get some time to chat to him. It's Mr. Jamie Lenman. Um, As I clearly state multiple times throughout this conversation, I am a big fan of of everything Jamie's put out over the years. And we do manage to cover a decent amount of this, including his music, uh, illustration and animation... I've put links to all of his websites and and the animated video that we discussed, which he created for Adam and Joe, in the um, in the description of this podcast uh, for this episode, and that will save you seconds of typing and searching on the internets if you want to to have a look at any of those. If you're not currently aware of Jamie's music, either his solo work or with his previous band Ruben, I have updated the When in Yorkshire playlist on Spotify to include some select tracks and I recommend that you check out the videos for anything that he's been involved in honestly um they are all very entertaining and the music is brilliant as well in my opinion so I'm not going to tell you much more but I hope you enjoy this conversation this is episode 20 with Jamie Lenman I am here with Mr Jamie Lenman we are at the Key Club in Leeds for your set at Live at Leeds how are you sir I'm very good, thanks, Lucio. Yeah, this uh, this room has been stepped up in terms of hospitality since I was last here, yeah. <laughs> doing uh, frantic vocal warm-ups and, and trying to regain my voice. It's now got the uh, Star Wars trilogy arcade game, yeah. whereas before it had nothing at all, and some sofas. Yeah, They've done their best with what is essentially a cellar. Yes, they have. But I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. It is, it is good. It is good. I've yeah. yet to have a go on um, House of the Dead, which used to be right. my favourite arcade game. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I've got my eye on Astral Fighter. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> I want to see how it differs from Virtual Fighter yeah. and Street Fighter. These are the, these are the questions. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So you're a bit of a, a last minute, I guess probably not in your diary, but a last minute addition to the festival in terms of announcements. It was, yeah, it was last minute, and it was good for us because we were already, we'd been booked for Handmade tomorrow yeah. in Leicester for quite a long time, and obviously for me, Leicester's quite a jaunt, you know, down from where I am, but yeah. we were still game, so when uh, Live at Leeds artists to come, and of course it's the upset stage, and we love upset, Yeah, uh, that made a lot of sense, and then it meant we could also do another festival in Liverpool last night, 
So if it became a whole weekend, that makes just tons more sense. Excellent. Stay out and uh, yeah, so I'm really happy it came about. Yeah, very nice. And Handmade Tomorrow is a great festival as well. Um, I went to uni in Leicester, and right. I know I know um, John helps um, who puts the festival together. He's right. a great guy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an amazing festival that one as well. I'll say hello to. It's going to be my first time there. Yeah, I'm very pleased to have been asked. So. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm chuffed to bits. And Dream State are playing tomorrow, aren't they, as well? Yes, yeah. Mind you, you've got some good bands on tonight. Lice are playing tonight, aren't they? Uh, I'm not sure. That's, that's a new one I to me. I saw their name written down, and there's another band that I, I remember thinking, oh, I should go and see them. So this is going to be very exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's all over the place with this one. So yeah. you've got to span the entire sort of city of Leeds in yeah. order to catch as many people as possible. Um, but yeah, we're... Um, there's a whole host of stuff that I want to chat to you about, and there's a whole load of stuff that I would love to talk to you about, but I feel it has been covered. Right. Um, so for extensive information on the history of Ruben, yeah. um, A, people should, I feel, already know a lot of it, but if they don't and they want to catch up, then feel free to check out uh, podcasts such as the Mark and Me podcast, mm. um, which is very enjoyable. Um, and you also contribute, is it, to That's Not Metal podcast? You have some, uh, yes, some input did, with yeah. that? Yes, I did, I mean, that was, I didn't really talk about my own career. Oh, no, That's Not Metal. No, that's right, they did too. Yeah. It, people that get me on have a way of saying, let's talk about retro action figures, and then sooner <laughs> or later it winds its way back to the old band, which yeah. is fine with me. Yeah, I think I've been on several That's Not Metals, and the chat does tend to float towards Ruben, which is fine with me. It's yeah. my specialist subjects. <laughs> is that what would be what if you went on to Mastermind? Absolutely. And you could ask me anything. <laughs> so I don't mind being asked about it. it. I know everything about it. I'm not going to be wrong. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. There we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I won't cover old ground as much, sure. as, as, much as I would love to just have a reminisce about... Uh, about the times oh, that, that were. Everyone who went there wants to have a reminisce. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we actually met when you were in Reuben. Uh, I shared the stage with you. Did you? What uh, was your group? Uh, Utoxeter. We played at Fibbers in York with your you. Your band was called Utoxeter. Correct. Spelt differently what to the name? place. Uh, a very, I think, drunken state trip to Alton Towers and we drove through it or past it and right. thought, need a band name, that's good. Wow, that is never the way to choose it off a road it's, sign. It's not. It's not. Was that the night that Tongue played? Uh, no, Engerica. Ah! Oh. Yes, it was the first time you'd played Cities on Fire. I remember the gig very, very well. And in fact, yeah. one of my favourite photos of the band days was taken outside. I'd shaved off my eyebrows. Yeah. I had the mistaken belief that they would grow back the next day like facial hair. <laughs> but it took a month. <laughs> I do remember that. I'm afraid I don't remember you, Toxita. Please forgive me. But I do fine. remember the show with very fond memories. Yeah. And I remember playing that song for the first time. I was very excited about it. Yeah. Indeed. Wow. Yeah. Was, uh, I, my, the other guitarist uh, held the pizza box with the lyrics on for you. <laughs> um, and there is a there is a video on the YouTube of that very song. Um, oh, I think I so, saw some yeah. video footage a long time ago. Yeah, it's very different, isn't it? But that yes. was an exciting moment for me. Yeah, indeed. You were, you were very excited about that song uh, and asked some opinions. And as some slightly starstruck twenties uh, somethings, we were very excited to give you feedback that we loved it and it was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was kind of yeah. You. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I you know I required a lot of encouragement in those days, and I still do, to be honest. But it would have meant even more back then. Not that it means nothing now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I was a yeah, very yeah. sensitive soul back then, so thanks ever so much. So no, you're welcome. And it, was, it was correct. I stand by the feedback. Oh, it, was, it was a great song. It wasn't just the, tell Jamie that I love him. It was, it was yes, that is a yeah, good song. I'm quite proud of it. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you've been um, 
doing, I guess, solo uh, is is the way that you are performing now. Despite being with a band, you've been with, you've had a few band members. Um, yeah, you are the consistent one in sure. the Jamie Lenman. I mean, it's it's sort of. Would you say that? I mean, the Franks. They've both got bands, haven't they? Franks, yeah. Frank T's got the the Sleeping Souls, but he's Frank Turner, isn't he? He's a solo yeah. act. And I don't know what Frank is to the rattlesnakes, but again, you know, Frank Carter is a, is a solo act. I've never sort of, it's never been Jamie Lemon and the something. No. I had a, the, the first group I went you out had the with, heavy mellow band. The heavy mellow band, but I yeah. don't think it was ever written down. It was never billed as Jamie and the heavy mellow no. band. It was just a sort of a nickname we had for my Yeah, yeah. I think it was sort of you coined for them rather sure. than a billing sure. name. So it was always supposed to be me as a solo act. I think, I think when I first started, I was quite shy about being a solo act. And so to have quite a large group of friends around me and, and give it a little name like yeah. the, the Jamie Lemon experience is what was the, yes. was the private nickname. That made me feel a little <laughs> bit more comfy. Okay. And then gradually as the years have gone on, gone on I'm, I'm, I'm more comfy to say, no, you know, it's just it's Jamie just, Lemon. Just me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I suppose, yeah, it, did, it took a while to really find itself. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've been doing this almost as long as, as you were doing, Ruben. So I, I feel... Is that true, really? I, maybe yeah, in terms of releases. There. Getting there. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, for me, it's strange when people say, uh, oh, it's Jamie Lemon from Ruben. It's like, mm. well... Mm, more, more. Surely there are people who have discovered Jamie Lenman. Yeah, I'm not aware of Ruben. I, and, uh, I don't know. I'd hope there would be. You'd think there would be. It, for a while, when I first started doing it, definitely it would be like Jamie Lenman brackets from Ruben. Yeah, and I think we even put that on the posters for the first tour, which I didn't mind about because how would anyone else have heard about Absolutely. me at that point? And then it disappeared. Recently, it's come back, and I think, <laughs> well, what's happened here? They yeah, started yeah. putting it out of Ruben on the posters, and I think. It's even further away now. You know, even yeah, less yeah. people remember. So, you know, I don't really have any control over that. I did think it was a bit... I thought I got away from it a bit. Yeah. But now it's come back. Well, what are you going to do? For me, it's very much... I've stopped, I've dropped it. So, if, Thank you. for my input, I just refer to you as Jamie Lennon. I see it on podcast title. I'm going to come after you with legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, there's a whole host of... Uh, some lively people out there. There's a, a whole host of uh, work that you have done. Um, before we get on to music, I would yeah. just like to point out for anybody that isn't aware, probably my favourite thing that's on the internet, uh, on the YouTube, is the animation you did for Adam and Joe's uh, The Queen. Yeah. Uh, every time I, I watch that, and I show a lot of people, probably more people than I should show, um, oh. I show that because I think Adam and Joe are very funny. And I think the animation just amplifies the comedy. Wow. It's, it's, it's genuinely, it's my favourite YouTube video. So oh. how did that kind of come about? Well, I just want to say, again, it's a, a nice compliment you paid me there. And, and thanks ever so much for someone who admires Adam and Joe and, and grew up with them myself. And, you know, I just think yeah. they're the funniest guys. For you to say that my little animation, you know, complements and amplifies their comedy is, is, a, is a big compliment. So thank you there. Um, what happened there was that I used to listen to their Radio 6 show a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it. And I was one of the Black Squadron. You know, you've got to wake up early and become yeah, yeah. part of the Black Squadron. <laughs> I was all part of that. And I'd always loved them. And, uh, and then I saw that a couple of people, because their, their little skits lend themselves so well to being animated, because mm-hmm. their little flights are fancy and you can have funny cutaways and whatnot. And I saw a couple of people done them. And I thought, oh, I'd love to do that if I had some time. But I never had any time. And and then 
they put an appeal out when they did a, a 20th anniversary show at the BFI. They said, and this was a little bit awkward the way they did it, but I've been in the similar situation as well. I feel, not to equate myself too wholly with Adam and Joe, but we're on different uh, rungs on the same ladder and we're both sort of semi-famous in an underground way. I mean, lots more okay. people have heard of Adam and Joe than they have of me, but still, it's a sort of a funny sort of fame where you're, you're famous to some people, not yeah. to others. Yeah. And, so, and it's difficult to know what to do with that and how to galvanise that um, fan base. And if you have a fan base like we did and like I do, who are talented and creative and they're inspired by your art to mm. make their own art, yeah. you've got to be very careful that you don't uh, take advantage of that. For instance, if I saw that someone had drawn a fantastic picture of me or something designed mm-hmm. uh, after one of my songs. Yeah. I, I'm sure if I said to them, hey, can I use that for a T-shirt design? They would be over the moon, but I'm, I'm not sure that would be right. I'd have to give them like half the profits or I, I'd want to give them yeah, some money. Through. And what I couldn't say to someone like that is, hey, design me a T-shirt for free yeah because they've done this for free out of their own love of it I can't then say oh do me another one for free to order so I can then sell you have to be very careful with that yeah you don't want to take advantage of of the admiration or you know yeah of course of course and uh, thankfully I've never knowingly trod over this line because I've managed to be aware of it and I think what Adam and Joe did when their anniversary they they were aware they wanted to make a special show they were aware that there were all these people who created fantastic content just for the love of it. Yeah. And they made the, the misstep of saying, will some people please make some content for free, like right. you do already, but for free for this show, which is that just oversteps the line into commissioning something. You know? Yeah, that's And correct. there was a bit of a backlash and I felt sorry for them because it was an honest mistake to make. Potentially in the phrasing you know, would anybody like their work shown as part of our exactly, show? It's slightly exactly. different. I mean, even that, but even that has the slight sinister ring of um, working for exposure, which we all know yeah. as freelancers is a bit of a scam. But I, you know, I, I know their hearts are in the right place. Anyway, yeah. amidst this furore, because they got quite a backlash. Right, said, right. You can't do that. You can't just ask for stuff. Um, I emailed, because I've been thinking, oh, well, I was going to do it yeah. anyway. <laughs> so I said, look, I'll do you one. Um, you, you, and I, I think I said you don't have to pay me but if you, if you do that would be nice but you yeah. know I'm, I'm, I am offering um, I was going to do this anyway do you want to use it and they came back and said great well if you could do one to one of these things that we want and I said <laughs> I'll do the one I was going to do and if you want it you yeah. can have it and, uh, and so we did it on that basis I did the one that I was going to do because I thought at least if I've made contact with them yeah. and we've and I know they're going to look at it, then it will be it will go towards something. You know, it won't just disappear into the ether. So I did it, and they loved it, and they did they did pay me some money. They were true to their words. Excellent. And I think you know it's probably unprofessional for me to say this. I'm just I'm trying to make the point. I would never usually disclose what or how much I got paid no. for a job because it is between the client and the artist. But I'm trying to make this important point that you it's a very fine line if yeah, you're absolutely. if you're harnessing the creativity of your own fan group. Yeah. And so in my own terms, I offered that and uh, they were very good and they, they did pay me a little something which was very greatly appreciated. Excellent. And they showed it at the BFI and I was invited along and it was a great uh, honour. Yeah. I mean that, honour, having yeah, yeah. grown up with them. 
and they were very kind about it and it brought the house down at the BFI. Yeah. So as it should so there be. you go. And we had a little chat and uh, we sort of stayed in mild contact since Adam sent me a much better resolution audio file that he, right. he asked me to put onto it and I was like, I might not. <laughs> I'm not really an audio file and he really is. And it would yeah, have meant yeah. re-spitting the whole thing out and I thought, you know, it's good enough. So uh, maybe I put his nose out of joint, but good luck to him. <laughs> and uh, I still adore them. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Joe's pleased. doing very well with his films now. Isn't he? I thought yeah. his film about Merlin was very good. I've yeah. not seen it, but it looks magical. And yeah. I've got kids and I will definitely make them watch it. Because yeah, I feel great. like it's something they should be exposed to. Sure. So yeah, excellent. Well, yeah, that's. I, I like the fact that it was more than just a, 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 a posting, God, this is what the work that I've done. I like the fact that your video... Mate was on was at the BFI. I think that's mm. amazing as well. Yeah, um, and I stand by that. I will continue to show more people than I should. Thank you. Video. Please do. Yeah. Um, the illustration uh, work that you've done, which is you know a, a huge part of your work, um, you've done a lot for Doctor Who, um, which I understand you're a big fan of. Of course, yeah. Um, and in terms of your musical work, it seems to be a, a big aspect. Um, the, the the sort of the the visual concepts, yeah, rather than just the the music, um, and I don't want to use, um, it's it's kind of it's a style rather than having um, people tell you what to do and how it should look, and it, it makes it feel to me that you are kind of calling the shots, and it is exactly what you want to put out there, yeah, which I feel is quite rare at the moment. Um, maybe in, in, in stuff that's and I don't want to isn't it not mainstream mainstream but you know you, your stuff gets out to a lot of people yeah um, and I feel I can't think of many people that have so much creative input into the entire body of work um, that feels like a massive thing it is there's a, there's a it's like having a whole other job yeah Being, I mean art director is a job title yeah. in its own and I was talking to, um, you know, back in the day, I've spoken to labels that I've been in various negotiations with who said things like, we'll have an art director on board. And I thought that was very exciting that they recognised that this was a, a necessary part of the bundle. And, and, you know, if you've got the budget to hire an art director, that's great. And then uh, it didn't sort of work out. And at various times I have hoped to work with art directors, not because I couldn't be bothered myself, but because mm. I, I wanted to see other people's take on it. But for whatever reasons, and maybe because I'm a bit of a control freak, it just has never worked out. And so I've ended up doing it myself. There have been a very few occasions where I've handed over the album art to other people. Once was on that third Ruben album where we got Ashley Wood, who was one of my, and still is, one of my favourite artists. He, he didn't actually, um, he contributed several paintings to the artwork. Right. But I chose them and I couched them in the design. So he, he, wasn't, he wasn't creating new pieces, but he gave us carte blanche to use his art, which yeah. was incredible. Um, so I suppose even then I was still the art director on it, even though someone else was creating the art. And uh, for the last record we did, it was all photo-based, all the art yes. was photo-based. Yeah, yeah. But even still, I was art directing a very talented photographer <laughs> right. called Scott Chalmers, right. who takes beautiful photographs, and I still work with him to make all my videos and do my shots for this record oh right okay uh, so it was still sort of me coming up with the concepts and then designing it so yeah so I've always been yeah the art director and it just it just I don't know it just works like I say I have tried on occasion 
to get other people involved. When we did um, the video for Mississippi yeah. on the last record, we got um, uh, a guy in to, to do the lead singer of Boston Manor. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's a good lad. Yeah, great and, band. And at that point, I, I gave artistic control to him and I said, look, I, just whatever you do is going to be great. Let's just do it. And I, had, I didn't have a hand in that video at all. Right. It was all his ideas. And at the time, I wasn't sure it was what I wanted. And it wasn't my vision for the record. I, now I can see that for that single, mm. actually, it was, it was perfect. It's he dark. It. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. It's dark. And it's a dark single. Yeah, yeah, it works. But that whole time for me was a bit confusing because I, the way I envisioned the, envisioned the album was the lighter stuff like a fast car yeah. or, or hardbeat. Yeah, whereas lots we, of colours and lots of colours yeah, and lots crisp. of bright lights. Whereas we led with the with the grimier stuff like Mississippi and Waterloo Tea, mm. which was all that he had to go on. So he he I was thinking a few steps ahead of him, and so yeah. when I thought, oh, this isn't what I wanted, and I I took back artistic control, didn't say that he got it wrong in any mm. regard. I think what he did was fantastic. But that was the one time that I I turned it all over to someone else. And I got a bit uncomfortable and I took it back. <laughs> Which isn't to say that it isn't fantastic. I think no, that no, it's fantastic. still a good video. By it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it kind of um, it stands out to me, the, the artwork and, and it being a whole package with the albums, with the music uh, and the videos now, more so with Devolver, um, that... When I and I, I still buy CDs, which I think is Thank potentially you. rare. Yeah, and I have I have all of them. Um, and certainly, when Muscle uh, Muscle Memory came out, it was a full unit. And you know, the mm. even the packaging is pretty special. Yeah. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's kind of like a two piece, uh, and it, and it goes together. Uh, and the the outer casing of the of the of the packaging frames the inner inner. Uh, sleeves, I guess. Yes. Um, and it kind of takes it back to artwork when I used to buy vinyls. Um, and it kind of has that feel to it where, mm. where the artwork is exciting rather than just uh, something that, that cases the, the CD and keeps sure. it safe. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong or if the internet has lied to me, um, but I'm sure I read something that as part of releasing Muscle, uh, muscle Memory that you spent almost as much time on that artwork and coming up with the concepts for the artwork as you yeah. did on, on the songs. No, absolutely. It was a, good, it was a huge job. Yeah. Absol- and it's such, a, such, I mean, it's intentionally a contrasting album, yeah. hence the split CDs. Um, but kind of how, what was the process of that? How did that, you had quite a long time, I guess, to put that together. I had about four or five years to put it together. And I just... I sort of took a bit of a tumble after the, the group finished mm. uh, and, and my life was completely different and I almost sort of, uh, maybe quite hastily actually sort of assembled a, a new identity for myself that was as far away from where I'd previously been mm-hmm. as possible because at that point I think it was still quite painful to look at um, matey with the scruffy hair and the stripy shirts and I think it yeah. even says that in one of the songs it talks about because everywhere I looked you know on the internet and even around the house and you know on the old videos there was the image of the of the sort of uh, depressed teenager that I'd been I sort of wanted to get away from that and part of that was falling quite deeply into the well of um, American pre-war country music 
which right. is a bizarre place to turn. Yeah. And actually, on the last weekend, not last weekend, the last couple of weeks, I actually I listened to a, a couple of the records again that I was listening to a lot at that time, and I've, I'd forgotten how much they'd subsumed my life. And sort of banjo music yeah. just came out of nowhere and sort of offered me a, a distraction from the, the turmoil that I was in. And so with that came a, a big resurgence in my appreciation for history because I've always had a love of history. I sort of returned to who I'd been before the band had taken over my life. I, right. Before I was in the band, drawing was my first love. That was what I yeah. did before I played guitar. And always at school, I was most interested in history, particularly or ancient history, but also the Victorian period. And then the band sort of took over everything for about 10 years. Yeah. And then when that got scooped out, and it was sudden, you know, suddenly yeah, I had a was. completely free calendar, these other things sort of wafted back in. I remembered my love for history, and I spent a lot of time in... Uh, it also coincided with the fact that I, I didn't fly anymore. I'd had a bad experience on a plane. And so my scope got turned inwards into this country, England, well, yeah. Britain, which is steeped in history and a lot of the physical remains are still there. And I spent a lot of time visiting ancient sites and uh, thinking about the Victorians as well. I got a bit, yeah. I just got pulled into this sort of early 20th century hole. And so all of that came together and in the, in the, in the need to illustrate, in the need to draw pictures you know, you could say it was a reaction against the digital world that I found myself in because people had stopped buying CDs. And so, you know, that artwork is everything physical that I could hold on to. It's got like old coins and my yeah, dad's absolutely. violin. It's sort of, it's, it's easy to look back now from a distance of five or six years and, and mentally pick myself apart and see why I was doing it all. It was less clear at the time. Yeah. But now you can, you can see it all as a reaction against what had happened. So, yeah, I sort of, I would, I got a bit of my old self back uh, <laughs> and now I've sort of evened out a bit you know I'm past the crisis I yeah. think I've, I that think therapy's I've, worked of putting it down so, and documenting yeah. it it was a big project yeah yeah absolutely and, and well worth it like I say I, I, I still I still it's in my car which is where my CD player is right yeah <laughs> I, know the, I know what you're saying yeah absolutely and I love the fact that it's I mean it's not convenient but I love the fact that I cannot use any other digital sounds in my car I have to buy CDs yeah so it keeps that going no it's it great yeah me, me too that's when I listen to see I love going on long car journeys yeah. to ancient monuments nice which is when the wife and I listen to uh, these great records. I don't yeah. really have much time around the house or anywhere no, no, else. No, me either. No. To listen to music. So, so driving in the car with the missus on the way to have some lovely picnic outside of Crumbled <laughs> Castle, listening to Veruca Salt yeah. at high volume. That's Excellent. my absolute perfect day, right? That's there. your perfect Saturday. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, the, yeah, the the album's muscle memory was just um, an absolute. Uh, in the best possible way, and I do mean this as a compliment, an absolute right. assault to the audio senses for yeah, me. Yeah, um, bit far out. Yeah, it's, it, was, it, was, it was exactly what I was wanting, um, and, I, and I didn't even realise it. Uh, oh, great. From, from both sides as well. It kind of forced me to explore and to um, investigate kind of where some of your sounds and songs had come from, mm. and to, to, like I say, to try and find some banjo-based uh, music and sort of say, wow, how the hell has he got to this point? Um, and that was a lot of fun experimenting with a lot of that. So it was, a, it was a nice project that that, that gave me. Um, 
and then yeah the uh, devolver was was a was a great great album and i listened to that before i'd got the confirmation that we were going to have a chat um it decided to chuck that on and uh, heartbeat just i don't know it, i find that such an emotional song um, really? yeah I, and i don't know if it's from from the outset and i think it's partly to do with the production yes i crank it up because i really because i, I I know the lyrics, but I want to hear them very, very clearly. Yeah. And it's almost spoken at the start. Uh, very, very, very quiet. And so I, I really do crank it up. And then as the song builds, it, I don't know, it's, it's very emotive. Um, I think maybe Thank the you. lyrics, I, you know, I, 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 think they, I think they're great and they really paint a picture. Um, so I'm very excited to, to hear that live. Is that something that we, we could potentially... Not, no, not, not tonight, here. love. No, sorry. I'll have to follow you around the country. You will. I mean, we did it. Um, it'd be tough to... Because there's so much going on in Hardbeat in terms yeah. of extra sounds and loops and layers. Yeah. We did it, I think, quite successfully on my previous tour, on the, on the Devolver album tour. Yeah. We opened with it. Um, but I wouldn't like to do it in a festival setup without a sound check because Fair there's enough. so much that could go wrong. But uh, yeah, you know, maybe one of my own headline shows, it, it might sneak in. I do like it an awful lot. The trouble with Heartbeat is that it's so subtle and yeah. it starts, it's about two minutes of mumbling. Mm. So you've got, to, you've got to know where to put it in the set or you might kill the entire proceedings. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I'd love to do it again. Or I might put bits of it in a medley. I thought a medley Ooh. might be quite good. Oh, that point. sounds a bit cheeky. And I think yeah. once you've got 20 years into your career, you can start, maybe you can yeah. have a medley. I don't know. Absolutely. I've got like 100 yeah. songs out there. So um, it might be time. Yeah, I'm glad you yeah. appreciate it. No, I think it's great. And I, th- I think that the, the first time I listened to it, uh, especially the, the 10 tracks into this LP, you start to think you might know me. I just thought that, that drew me in. Uh, and it, yeah, I think, it, and I don't know, I, don't, I still can't put my finger on it why I, why I find it so emotive but it, it definitely sparks a lot of emotions. So, um, oh. yeah, great. I love listening to it. Okay. Good emotions. Yeah, good. Thank um, God. New, so you've got a new, uh, new release coming out, the cover album. Yeah. So how, what's, how's, how's this come about? Well, my management are asking themselves the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> how did we agree to this? How did we agree? I just strong-armed them. <laughs> They've been very good. Um, I just, I've always wanted to do a covers up. I think it says this in the press release. I'm keen to stress it. I think there's been a lot of furor about the covers album and, and there's, a, there's a, a little bit of a prejudice against it in the music industry, which I find bizarre. Mm. And people seem to think that a covers album is something that like very old acts do in the twilight of their careers when they haven't really got any material left and no creative of a, juices of a money grab you know an easy thing to do the yeah. idea of a covers album as being an easy thing to do couldn't be bothered to write an album of originals <laughs> so we just did this yeah and i have no doubt that that has happened but then people make original albums with the same mindset it's, oh, absolutely it, it's in some ways it would have been easier for me to bosh out an album of like half-assed originals mm-hmm than it would be to go through the process of making this record, which is a, a, a lengthy, deep, heartfelt tribute to some of my favourite music ever uh, that I've been wanting to make for years and years and years. I did try to convince people that I should do it before Devolver, after right. Muscle Memory. Yeah, I was like, right, done the first album, let's do the covers yeah. record. And everyone said, oh, ho, 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 I'm not quite sure... You've made your case exactly plain with muscle memory. 
maybe going to the multifaceted covers album might not be good at this point. And I said, yeah. oh, okay. And they said, maybe do another originals. And I was like, yeah. all right. And I think, <laughs> yeah, they were right. And I think what we did, what we managed to do with Devolver was successfully say, look, this is who I am. You, yeah. you could be forgiven for still stroking your chin a bit after listening to Muscle Memory. But I think if you've had that and then Devolver, you've, you've got a good enough idea yeah. of what I'm about that I think we can then go, right, here's some weird stuff again. <laughs> so, although, you know, various people did still say, what about after the next one? And I was like, no, yeah, yeah. I've waited long enough. <laughs> yeah. Because believe me, I've been champing at the bit to do this since before Devolver. Right. Really, since yeah. as soon as we finished Muscle Memory. In fact, whilst we were making Muscle Memory, because I'd already written all those songs, I was coming up with the ideas for this album. I've just, I've just wanted to make it for so long. So I finally took a stand. <laughs> I said, no, I'm doing this now. And everyone it just went along with me, which is great. And no one had any ideas how it was going to sound. And they just let me do it. And I'm happy to report that they've been very complimentary since I've delivered it to them. But I'm sure they were worried. I'm yeah, sure yeah. they thought I'd lost my mind. And people still might when they hear it because yeah. there's some fucking weird stuff on it. And I, I don't apologize for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good. I've only, I've only heard Popeye. That's fucking weird. It is. It is. Yeah. Again, another kind of assault on the senses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in a good way, because I quite enjoy just going, whoa, put it on way too loud, and then trying to pick out what's in there. Good. So, so it's a, yeah, it's again, a lot it's going on. Project. Yes, yes, there is. Yeah. Um, and again, visuals on this. See, kind of a theme. So you, your albums have very strong themes, I feel, in oh, terms thanks. of uh, how they look. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it gives it its own identity. Mm. And yeah, I'm a big fan of that. And I'm not, a f- I'm not normally a fan of stylized people within music. It often feels a lot, a very forced. Yeah. But I think probably because you made such a point of muscle memory and how it was one whole piece, yeah. the artwork included, I've kind of accepted that going forward now. Sure. And, uh, and, and kind of expect it almost. I think it's easy to, I mean, I've struggled with it myself. When you see, I used to sniff at people who wore stage outfits or, mm-hmm. or any kind of costume or apparatus. And I used to think, you know, that's not very real, is it? That's not very true. And I was, I was brought up with Nirvana and yeah. you, you go on stage in what you woke up out of bed in. And that was how I lived my life. And I'm still a little bit suspicious of stagecraft, even though I now indulge in it much more than I would have. I think the way I sort of think about it in myself is that, is that these days... I mean, if you see how I'm dressed now... Yep. Very, very smart, sir. That's nice of you to say. I've got the wrong (laughs) socks on. I'm embarrassed. Uh, I'm sure there are people who think I go home and I change into jeans and T-shirt, which is not the case. I I wear smart suits all the time, round the clock. And so really, the things I wear on stage and the photos that I take, apart from perhaps Popeye... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. They are extensions of, they're, they're not too far away from how I am day to day. Yeah. So if I, if I was wearing jeans and t-shirt at home and suddenly put on the suits for the pictures mm. or the braces to go on stage, I think that would be sniff worthy. But yeah. uh, because it is, uh, it's only a very slight extrusion from what I usually would wear mm-hmm. um, with certain concessions made to having to function on stage yeah, you know, yeah. my first tour with the heavy metal band 
I wore this on stage. I wore a full wow. woolen suit and I made That's my warm. band wear woolen suits yes. as well. And uh, I learned within a couple of tours that this had to change. And so, you know, I wear slightly more lightweight yeah. stuff, but it's Your all... Your dry cleaning bill must have been ridiculous. It was, it, well, we had special <laughs> stinky suits that we only wore live. But uh, I think what I'm trying to say is uh, I'm aware of the contradiction and the perhaps um, falseness of some of the visual aspects of... Uh, making a record and and that I try and uh, justify that by telling myself and other people that actually it's that's it's pretty close to what I wear all yeah. the time anyway and I can attest to that I've seen pictures of you in the studio uh, wearing the same sure yeah, yeah. so this is what I wear I'm just trying to think how I justify that Popeye outfit <laughs> I can't really other than that is what I look like maybe when I'm working out you know that's so no I <laughs> don't wear the slap wanting on the to hat. be Popeye when well, that was the yeah. yeah. It was a special case. It was let's. It was Popeye Day. Let's that's, play Popeye. Yeah, I think that's a special case. Yeah, that's, that's not my press shot for the entire campaign. No. Although it will end up being it, won't it? I've seen some reviews for Killer that are using yeah. the Popeye image, and I oh, think, oh no. God, I don't look like Popeye all the time. Yeah. So yeah, brilliant. Well, yeah, I'm excited to hear the rest. When's when is that being unleashed? It's July the fifth, which creeps ever closer. Okay. It's only actually two months away from us now. Right. Which is mad. Yeah. Uh, because it seemed a long time away when we finished the record in January, but things are creeping up. And uh, Killer came out yesterday to give people another look at what's in store. Yeah. And I think we might do another single before the album, or just as the album comes out. Uh, and then people can hear the whole thing and make up their own minds. And uh, I'm sure some people will say, he's lost his fucking marbles. <laughs> and I'm sure some people will say, this is the masterpiece we've been waiting for. Maybe three or four people might say that. And well, those people, <laughs> I want to come to your party. Yeah. And some people will say, yeah, this is awful trash and, and good luck to them. And they're all, all of those views are completely valid and I couldn't Absolutely. argue with any of them. And that is the beauty of art. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to You're you, welcome. Jamie. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to your set. Um, and hopefully uh, a new tour where I can catch Heartbeat. Yes, let's hope yeah. so. Excellent. Thank you very much. Ta, love. There we go. Thanks very much for listening. I hope that was suitably informative and entertaining. Uh, yeah, Jamie was a lovely guy to chat to. Uh, it was great going back over the Ruben discography ahead of this chat for me. It's stuff that I... I'm not going to say that I don't listen to it often because it, it does crop up a lot. But it was still great to go back over. As I said in the introduction, I have put some tracks on the playlist and there's um, links to various things within the description of this episode. So check that out. Thanks again for picking this podcast out of the many, many options available. Please though, do share it if you've enjoyed it. Let other people know about it. Um, I have got some more great guests coming up. And it's always nice when new people, or any people, in fact, get in touch um, and let me know what they think. So I'll leave you now. Uh, good night.